0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Welcome back, my kindred, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire Demasquerade live play podcast. I am Savanna Dracul, your host through this world of darkness. Outside, Doris faced the reporters, fell into a hunger compulsion, and fed off of Hubert Charles, all of which was captured on video and posted, before fleeing to her attic. Evangeline tried to get Villain von Kindred on side, Everett finally headed to the hospital to heal his wounds, and Val discussed the drawbacks of becoming a vampire with a suspiciously curious teddy. How will the Coterie regain control of New Haven with the right hand on the loose? Abandon hope, all ye who listen here.
1: Three of you meet in the central office of the Sheriff's Department. Doris is not present. You do not know where Doris is. But the night has begun. What do you say to each other? How does this night
2: start? I think Everett would want to hear if there are any updates from Bart about the day shift. If anything happened during the day that is noteworthy or anything like that. I mean,
3: most of the day shift just slept. They had been up all night doing the fucking rec center thing, so we kind of... Had them hole up. We kept a couple of people up. Jordy fucking Boucher, because was a part of the day squad on this. Because his sleep's all fucked from being on watchtower. So they they nothing. They just slept.
2: All right, and uh, sending them over to uh, be positive therapy. That went all right.
3: Yeah, yeah. They, they the basement seemed fine. People fucking made it work. They've been hiding out. Good, good. All right. I got forensics teams coming to deal with the fucking rec center and the goddamn Pyramid 2.0 building, but I don't have staff for that currently.
2: I understand. Uh, Yeah, that's still outstanding. I was thinking uh, we might try to investigate the Malkavian headquarters, given that their leader was a fake. Maybe there's evidence of something there, some idea of what they're up to. I was also thinking uh, if we can talk to Dylan Zane. I don't know how available he is, but... oh. you know, I kind of saved his life up there on that stage. Maybe we call in a favor, get a audience with him and ask him what exactly the deal was between the Pyramid and the Malkavians. What was promised, what was discussed, because, you know, as far as I can tell, it was not their plan to massacre and burn down the Pyramid 2.0 building. They wanted something else and we interrupted them. But... uh Hell, they certainly came equipped to tear that place apart, kill a lot of people. So maybe it was their plan. That's what I don't understand. What is their ultimate goal?
3: I mean, I don't mean to be rude, but we're talking about some kind of weird fucking vampire cult. Is there a reason Doris isn't here? Is she taking a fucking day?
4: I'll get her. Evangeline trudges up the stairs.
1: Do you knock?
4: Yep. What? Doris... It's, what? it's time to get up. Is he mad? Is who mad? Is Sheriff Fry mad? He hasn't said that he's mad about anything. Oh, he's I mean, probably other than like mad. the general situation. Nothing you specific. Let's come on. We just we have to get a move on. We have to get going with whatever we're going to do next. And, and we need you to be part of it.
5: <sighs> Are you sure you need me? Yes. You sound mad. I am mad at me
4: not specifically no oh okay.
1: can you roll me <laughs> <laughs> a manipulation and persuasion yeah Doris if you can roll me a wits mm. and insight mm,
5: have
4: that. Six, seven. that's seven successes oh. with a messy successy
5: holy shit oh okay I God. guess that's two successes I guess <laughs> <laughs>
1: Everett Fry is undoubtedly mad at you, Fuck. but what you now know, Doris, is you have a champion. You have a shield. You have someone who will protect you from all of these things. Evangeline's words make it clear that everyone's mad about everything and they don't need to be mad about you. And you can imagine her just saying those words to you. She's so convincing. Right. With her messy successy, Evangeline, you are completely unaware of this as Doris's <laughs> yeah. ongoing belief. But Evangeline's ready to defend you because you did the right thing. You did what you were told, and Evangeline will never let anything bad happen to you.
5: Okay, <laughs> um, then she's gonna like spring out of the box with <laughs> like lightning fast speed, uh, and all of a sudden you're being hugged. Oh, around the midsection, And Evangeline's like, her arms go up like not touching, like not
4: understanding where this is coming from
5: I knew you would emotionally protect me <laughs> thank you Prote-
4: let's go yeah, you, she kind of pats Doris on the head like being like she's not going to fight her on any of this like she's out of the room that was her goal Okay.
5: okay um, yeah you're fine let's right. go even down. if he wants to fire me you're going to tell him that he can't
0: and what? she's just going to start walking down the stairs <laughs>
4: Uh, uh uh. Uh and just like more important problems. Let's just focus.
1: And you come down the stairs. The entire department are reunited. Sheriff, you turn and see Doris coming down the stairs in an equal amount of gleeful and nervous joy.
5: Evangeline says that she's not mad at me, and that's good enough for me, sir. I understand that you're very mad. You have every right to be. I did my best. I'm sorry. I've been hiding in the box. I hope that's penance enough.
2: Nope. The only way we make up for this is by doing good police work and protecting the people of New Haven. I don't care how long you spend in the box. You fucked up and scared some people, and so the only way you make that right is by earning the people's trust back by doing a good job. Everett, can you roll me
1: charisma or manipulation and leadership?
4: If I don't know if it's important, but Evangeline is kind of subtly nodding her head at these words.
1: You are behind Doris because she raced down okay. the stairs so she's believing you that. would emotionally protect her. Uh, you will be able to add, uh, die for your voice of New Haven because you are okay. the sheriff and that's important. Doris, if mm. you could roll me a wits mm-hmm. and what's an insight okay three two successes Doris he's tried to give you clear directions but you are just hearing that you absolutely fucked it up and the box wasn't enough you can't (laughs) see that way forwards (laughs) So you're stuck in that cycle with your protector behind you. Right. What do you do?
5: uh she she just stares at you and then stares down at the floor um, uh, and says, uh, right, I'll go wait in the car."
2: Well, no, no, hang on. We need you here first
5: and And she'll look back at
4: Evangeline with like pleading eyes (laughs) eyes kind of narrow slightly she's like doris we're planning the strategy for the day come on let's just do this you
5: you said that you weren't right are you okay
2: doris are you uh are you with us right now (laughs) did you uh did you read something this morning
5: I, I, I did. Um, I, I saw a, a, a hurricane with two cows in it flying around, but I realize, sir, that I am the hurricane and you are the cows and I will do my best to help this department.
2: I uh, see. Well, uh, Doris, I think you're just as much of a cow as any one of us in this department. We're all doing the best we can together. Now, I'd like to move on. I need to know, are you you ready to work tonight? Yes, sir. Great. Great. And that's
1: when the front doors are kicked open. And you look over and see a long, tall, silver coffin being wheeled Uh. in. It's been set on one of the the moving dollies that you can see a red cell member shoving into the room with a small window on the front of it. Can you all roll me a wits and awareness?
6: Silver coffin. Yeah, Two
4: successes. One success. Uh, Negative one successes.
2: Four successes.
1: Okay. Evangeline, this is very scary. You instinctively take a step back and are just expecting anyone to pull a weapon at any point. You can't figure out what's going
4: on. I've yelled Percy up and he's jumped into my
1: arms. (laughs) Yep. Val, this is weird. This is not Camarilla equipment. You're Mm -hmm. not sure what it is, but you're also, it's not a gun. It's not a stake. It's not a crossbow. This isn't the second Inquisition. So it is what it is. For Doris and Everett, you look and see through the small window that there is someone chained up. Inside this coffin that is hanging, dangling down, and not touching the insides, who is masked and wrapped in chains. And you recognize the face of Madre, the (gasps) leader of the Bruja clan. And after this first coffin comes in, there is a second and a third until there are six coffins that have been arrayed in the room. And you can see there is a red cell team member standing behind each of them with a crossbow raised, with a silver stake loaded, and aimed through a small hole in the back of these coffins and you can tell that they're ready to execute any of these vampires should they move they're dangling inside a silver coffin if they shake themselves loose they're being burned by silver the whole yeah. time they try to escape and they can be put down immediately as you all collectively look you recognize madre the leader of the bruja eric francis the clan leader of the kaitif kevin lafleur the clan leader of the gangrel 1010 quarantino the leader of the Nosferatu, Viron Ferron, the leader of the Toreador, and Fabien Lacroix, who is the leader of the Ventru. After the red cell are in place, Rudolf Costi-Pentecost strolls in and holds out a cell phone to you, Everett.
2: Uh, Before I take the cell phone, uh, I'm going to, but I just say, what the hell is this? We're solving a problem, apparently. Causing a problem, Morlack. Hello?
1: Hey! All right, so we got this fucking solved for you. So here's the deal. If this guy's sticking around as a hand or whatever. You're going to need the information. And if you kept me out of the loop because you didn't want to be telling me that Lilith was in town, I mean, you said she could be here, which means she definitely is. I can speak fucking Camarilla. So I brought you six clan leaders because I figured uh, the new Horatio Sundrop isn't going to be one of them because why put two in one place? And I'm pretty sure it's not Dylan Zane because he got grenaded during this attack, which would be not the kind of thing you'd do to a friend. So it's pretty easy. I got you these six. You just got to pick, figure out whoever Lilith is, pick them out, we'll stake them, Lilith will be dead, and then we can move forward. It's going to be really
2: easy. Sir, I don't speak Camarilla. I meant... Lilith could be in town, literally. We didn't have any evidence to say she was or was not.
1: Okay, so you kind of spun me a little bit of a yarn about why you were being so cautious.
2: Yeah, because
1: we don't know enough. But that means you, you told me a story, like you spun a fact. You don't actually think Lilith's here now
2: is what you're telling me? I'm saying I don't know, sir. Well, do you have any evidence? No, we don't have any evidence that she is here. All right, well, then we're in this kind of
1: weird situation that's going to bite us both in the ass, which is why we're going to have a nice little simple solution. You just got to pick someone to be Lilith. And then we kill him, and then I say, great job, and you get a pat on the back, and we'll work on our communication in future.
2: But that takes, potentially, takes away a loyal clan leader, a loyal servant to you, and the threat of Lilith still could be at large. See, you're talking about a lot of could-bes and not a
1: lot of no's. All I know right now is the Pyramid 2.0 burned down. One of my clan leaders with is, is apparently not, though I have very little evidence to support that. And then you told me that Lilith might be in town, so I made some big moves to kind of pull this all together based on that information. It's already being covered in Venture News. They clearly know. So I'm not some asshole who arrests everybody and fucks things up. I'm a prince who gets things done. So I just need you to, like, get this done. Pick somebody. Pick the least loyal person. Pick the least powerful. Uh, Fuck the kytif. Just kill Eric Francis. Just say, dog shit. Execute.
2: It'll be great. Uh, I don't know about this. I I think there's a better way to do this that benefits you more. All right, what is it? I got a... I gotta figure it out.
1: All right. Well, I'd say, you know, let's let's just leave him dangling in chains. Take five. I mean the clan leaders are gonna love this. Whoever you let out is gonna be a really big fan of you waiting. So I'll wait. I'll call you back at five. You you talk to your people. Figure out which one of them's Lilith. Okay, bye. Hangs up. Hi friends, it's Ryan here, and I am excited to invite you to join the dumb dumbs and dice Patreon. It's a great way for you to help our team keep creating shows that you love and it's a cool opportunity for you to get neat things too. At the $1 level, we have a Patreon-exclusive Discord so you can chat with other listeners and our cast in spoiler and non-spoiler channels so anyone can tag in. At the $5 level, we offer ad-free feeds for a bunch of our shows so you won't have to hear us advertising our Patreon anymore. At $15, you get to submit names for NPCs, places and things that we have to use in the shows, and we also have a tips, tricks and traps video where you can submit questions that our GMs and DMs myself and Tom will answer for you. And at $25, you can create your own NPC to join one of our active shows and get a special thank you at the end of every episode we produce. We've got a bunch of tiers where you can join, so please head on over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Please help support us and we'll keep new episodes coming.
2: Everyone in the evidence room, not you, like, points at all the red cell <laughs> dickheads. Yes.
5: You pointed at me and I
6: was like, oh, oh no, God. sorry,
2: No, no, sorry.
1: <laughs> oh, fuck.
2: No. I was just from not wanting to yeah. knock the microphone. Vladimir, you
1: see, about to walk in the front door and Ooh. you just see him turn around and fuck mm. off immediately. Yeah. He's not even coming in. Troy at the desk is pointing at himself, not sure where the phones are. Yeah,
2: you too. Oh, okay. And, and even like Bart just like shout out
3: oh god damn it fine
2: everybody into the evidence room close the door behind mm-hmm. us that was Prince Tostarosa he's uh he thought I was using some kind of Camarilla double speak when I said that you know maybe it's possible that Lilith was in town I didn't know for sure uh he took that to mean that she's in one of them silver coffins that's each of the clan leaders in new haven here minus uh dylan zane and obviously horatio sundrop he says even if it's not her pick one to kill we'll say it was her and case closed
5: but that's not going to get rid of the Lilith threat
2: i agree entirely
5: it's also gonna make
4: us enemies here that's i also what the agree fuck
2: so i need y'all help to make some kind of suggestion to spin this a different way to do this a different way because he's calling back in five minutes with the alternative plan
5: if we kill one of them she's still out there and things are just going to keep happening and he's going to look worse every single time that it does
3: uh i hate to be the guy off to the side but technically because he reeled them in here and he's making the sheriff pick uh it's just It's just us who's gonna look bad.
4: Well, shouldn't Dylan Zane be here too? Like,
2: no, he says Dylan Zane took you know collateral damage, and it doesn't make sense to him that.
4: Oh, because no one's ever like voluntarily gotten injured in a fight. Yeah, yeah,
2: (sighs) because no one's ever taken out a white phosphorus grenade and set themselves on fire and said, "All hail the night." I know, I understand. Who has? But he makes the rules, and as far as I can tell, the best we can do is try to convince him of a smarter move in his best interest. He wants this done and sorted. He wants it done fast. I don't have the results he's looking for. Is there a way that y'all are aware of to, uh you know, assuming that Lilith is out there to, I don't know, force an oath or something like that, something where at least they stay alive, but they need to promise under, I don't know, some kind of vampire code or magic i'm really grasping here but something that would lock down lilith as a problem if she was in one of them coffins but wouldn't harm anyone else because most likely she's not make them swear allegiance to i mean they're clan leaders just, they already swore allegiance to the prince didn't they
5: i could just make them confess or not sir we could also just tell him that we could muster the 20 tonight and bring out her right-hand man Capture him, make him confess, say it was all Tostarosa's idea.
2: That puts 20 mortal lives at risk. Because they're not... the bait.
5: Yes. Is that not what our plan was going to eventually be? We haven't had time to prepare for having that fight yet. Do we have a
4: better idea of finding him? I also don't love the idea of, like, fighting him without the support of the clan leaders. All right, I just vote... Put down
6: Fabienne. She already fucking hates us. Then you do what the prince wants. He's in your pocket. You were a good soldier on that. I gonna have a clever plan in five fucking minutes, but that's my vote.
5: And we're going to make enemies of every single other clan leader so then, in town.
4: Yeah, you know, and, if we protect if, the rest of them
6: from the prince. Well,
4: what the fuck do we do when the actu- actual Lilith shows up? And we're like, oopsie poopsie, we were wrong. Accidentally killed a clan leader.
6: Oh, you know, then we can say, guess who made that decision? The fucking prince.
2: I don't think that's going to take any heat off of us. Doris? Bart? Yeah. Historically. Uh huh. What happens when the sheriff is ordered to execute a clan leader?
3: I mean, normally they don't have to get ordered to do it. They just fucking do what people want them to do. It There's not like a standardized prince, prinks, princess fucking relationship between sheriff and person. They pick whoever the fuck they want, and the relationship is what the fuck they want. Some some people just want to go sit on a fucking boat and have the sheriff murder everybody all the time. It's fucked. If we're looking at who's not got a lot of fucking vampires, the Ventrue have fucking... Ten of them in town, including Fabian. Or there's fucking eight Kitef. Kind of, or the Toreador. They're all the fucking new kids on the mm-hmm. block who aren't really fucking tied into anything.
5: So if we're going to deal with somebody,
3: we can fucking deal with... I don't even have cigarettes in here. This room's fucking bullshit.
5: I just... If we offer Toasterosa something along the lines of Glory and his name being shouted as being the hero of New Haven for actually... Capturing or taking down someone attached to Lilith, as opposed to just being behind in the shadows. It's just not, I just feel like he has an ego that it would appeal to, as opposed to just randomly murdering a potential ally, and then lying about it, and then other people finding out. Because, truth be told, the truth always comes out. Why can't the prince be Lilith? Hmm. Huh. I mean, it would certainly make more sense than any one of these six upstairs. I just mean, we want him out of
4: the way eventually anyways, right? Wasn't yeah, but, that the main goal? Yeah, but we
3: got to get him here. And he's requiring us to do this in, I don't know, two fucking minutes.
2: All right. Fuck. I was Look, going- he's clearly shown us and all the leaders and Lilith Fish is one of them. She can't hide from them. They all got rounded up and brought in here. No problem. Took them less than half a night to do it okay so there's a message there so maybe he's proved his point maybe he's proved that the prince in his red cell you cross him you pay i mean they're clearly in agony out there so maybe that's enough of a message and we talk about like you said we've got bait for the hand of lilith to come to us Maybe that saves these clan leaders, and then we have to put that plan into play. I don't see another way around it. Maybe I'm being too, looks at Bart, human about this. Maybe, maybe we do just kill one of them. Maybe that's the vampire way, and I'm just... What
5: if we use them as bait, but he only thinks they're bait, but really the 20 are bait? Hear me out. What if we say that it's all about the six, and we put them outside of the Val Miller Protection Building and say, look, two birds with one stone, sir. We're going to put those six outside of the Val Miller Family Protection Agency. And then the right-hand man will come for her and we can take care of both of them at the same time in his name. But really, it will be the 20 guards that are the actual bait. Do you understand what I'm saying? I, I do. I get it,
6: but I wouldn't keep all six people for that
2: it's a long time to keep them maybe i don't we, know
1: doris is pretty smart maybe we should do what she says thank you troy oh you're, you're smart
2: maybe there's a simpler way we uh we declare one of them is lilith but not to execute her that's the one we keep as bait just one clan leader yeah right. and then we do our 20 person right so which one do we pick one of them with uh, the most followers to come get support to defend him, or one Wait. that we wouldn't mind losing?
6: One that we wouldn't mind losing.
5: So that's what I think. Doris. The two new clans. I would think it's the one that the prince would most believe to be true.
2: He doesn't seem to care.
5: Oh, I'm...
4: Evangeline.
5: What are Fabian's feeding preferences?
4: Do you know?
2: Not off the top of my head. No. I, I don't know what any of their feeding preferences are. Fabian's a Toreador? Fabian's no. Ventrue.
6: Ventru. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm.
4: I was just thinking if she's like you and, you know, wants to eat other kindred, it would make the whole Diablery thing more believable, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Is that how it works? I don't know.
2: I don't know. It's probably a secret, I would assume. Like, not public knowledge.
3: Yeah, I don't have that one on fucking record. They're all fucking blacked out, I think. The hospital might have some, but I don't think i got fucking Fabienne. She's in charge.
5: I just think that if you build it, it as two birds, one stone, in the name of the prince, it might look good.
3: I think this is the best plan we fucking got. Mm-hmm. But I will point out at the same time, if it fucking works, then he's going to think we actually
2: have Lilith. And but- then he's going to want actual Lilith. Good point. We have no way of knowing who that is, if they're even out there in that room. There really is no evidence for it.
4: Should we just do, like, honestly, what if one of them is Lilith? Get Just get Doris to test all their blood and see? She could already tell about the other one eating all the other vampires, right? It would be the same thing?
2: Right, so we're and assuming... And the phone rings. Uh, Everett looks to Doris while the phone is ringing. Is like, is that something you can do? Test their blood and find out who they really are?
5: Oh, uh, th- Yes, I, I I can certainly tell how old and what type they are. There's
2: pounding on the door. The phone rings again. Yeah, he answers the phone. And he'll go to the door and open as well. All right, what
1: plan you got here? Let's, let's find out who Lilith is and solve this little fucking problem you made.
2: We've got an officer here with a talent for uh, learning the truth through blood. So she's going to test the blood of our six captives here. And if none of them turn out to be Lilith, we're going to let them go. How are you going to know if they're Lilith? She's going to know. How? Well... Would you say that Lilith is likely a powerful vampire? I
1: don't fucking know. You're the one who told me Lilith might be in town. I don't know the clan. I don't know how old. As far as I can tell, she'd just know if they were the clan they said they were and about how old or powerful they are. But some of these people are fucking powerful.
2: Well, the the hand that we were investigating and that we tried to apprehend, he was powerful. So it goes to say that she'd be powerful too, more than him. Which is something that my officer can measure by testing blood. Okay, so fucking
1: test, test them all. But th- here's the deal: you're gonna piss off whoever isn't Lilith, because you're gonna have taken blood unwillingly from all of these candidates, and they're not gonna know exactly how it's getting used, and they're not gonna trust that. And uh, at the end, I still need one of them to be Lilith. <laughs> so just make it make a note of that.
2: Here's the thing: is uh, we thought about that as we called one of them Lilith. You're gonna be pretty upset if the real Lilith is out there and still fucks up your town. We don't want that to come back on you. You know, the prince has made the decisive action and rooted out Lilith and now she's back again. Can you roll me a manipulation <laughs> and persuasion? Manipulation
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and persuasion. <laughs> you can take a voice
1: at New Haven because the, you're talking to somebody who does care about the town.
2: Can I rouse? Of course. I'm getting hungry.
6: <laughs> Do it, Everett. Do it.
2: So that's another one of these then. Oh, God. One success.
5: I saw the one. And was like, oh, yeah, that's all I saw from over here. <laughs>
4: Sorry, I started laughing because Ryan did that like kind of growly, like upset voice and it just sounded like a Tim Robinson character <laughs> for a second. Hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Twister,
5: 55 so. vampires, 55 files <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, he rolled not well, but still four successes. Better than one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't be hard. And you can almost feel him lean forward on the phone. And say, right now you're using a lot of the term we, and you're using a tone of voice, which implies that you think... I'm making a mistake, which means there is a fundamental misunderstanding about what the fuck this relationship is. I've got a small army in your town. I own every vampire in your town. I can have you kill them or I could just fucking kill them all. If you don't like your marching orders, too fucking bad because you're not the goddamn prince. Pick a goddamn Lilith. I don't fucking care how. I'm getting a call back from Penty after this is over. So just fucking do it. We're done negotiating. And he hangs
2: up. okay, and Everett will go out and uh, look each of these people in the eye and say, um, it's Fabian LaCroix.
1: And there is a cathunk and a bolt pierces through her and she decomposes inside her coffin Pentecost gives you a nod, gestures to the rest, who wheel the coffins out and says,
2: they'll all be released. Glad to be doing fucking business with you. Get the fuck out of my precinct. I am fine with all of that, except it ain't yours. And he turns and leaves.
4: You didn't even fucking test the... Oh.
6: Well, just matches his eyes with the sheriff and gives him just a curt nod.
2: If he could be sick to his stomach.
1: (laughs) Barty over your shoulder just raises a hand and rests it kind of on
2: your shoulder. Just reeling from that what? Tell me, you're
3: doing the fucking job.
2: We're here with you. The job sucks. We got an investigation to conduct. How's everybody else feeling? Because people
1: aren't talking, but I think it's important Mm -hmm. to know. Evangeline's like barely
4: holding on. She's (laughs) literally like tears have sprung up. She doesn't know what the fuck to do anymore.
5: Doris doesn't really care about the death, but I'm just wondering if it's like, is Barty aware of the fact that we were originally going to kill Tosta
1: Rosa? Barty is part of the conspiracy. Okay. Everybody in the department, Troy doesn't know. No. But Barty 100% knows. Vlad knows.
5: Is Troy in the room?
1: Troy is not overhearing this. Troy did not. But Barty shoved Troy back so he's not partaking in the possible execution of vampires. Troy is a soft boy. Barty doth know.
5: Okay, great. Then I think Doris would just kind of just stare kind of like quizzically off in the distance and just say, well, if you wanted to unite the clan leaders against the prince, that's a pretty easy way to do it. Sir.
2: Yeah. You're right. Are y'all ready to go out and continue the investigation and try and track down what's going on with this hand of Lilith? Yep. Okay. As I was saying before, I was thinking we could investigate the Malkavian headquarters I was thinking we could question Dylan Zane. Any other ideas? We need to figure out things like what they want, why they're doing it, but also where are they getting their gear, those silver nitrate gas grenades? That's not standard issue anything anywhere, is it, Park?
3: Oh, hell no. We couldn't afford that fucking shit. Also, we haven't been able to get silver in this fucking province for weeks, if not months. These are
2: the same kind of people... That throw folks into makeshift cages at an abandoned rec center, force them to bleed each other and feed on vampires and one another, and partake in grim rituals. And then at the same time, they have weapon technology I've never seen before.
3: Wait, from from the reports you guys fucking gave, uh, there's a certain someone you went to meet. You, you fucking went to meet him in fucking Calgary. Mm -hmm. yeah uh, he's
4: got a big store of silver nitrate has he been robbed
3: there's people who fucking got that just it's not unheard of it's just not fucking here we're at the fucking
2: dead end of a goddamn war zone
6: yeah you had a number of an arms dealer too right
2: yeah yeah I just don't know why New Haven's so important to these people
6: humans and kindred living together and working together is
5: unprecedented there are a lot of people who don't like it
2: uh, you're right but
5: And when you're dealing with cults It tends to attract the most fanatical
3: We also just have 200 fucking vampires in a town With no effective defenses In a militaristic sense And we're fucking politically all over the place mm-hmm. We're the fucking swing state If either of the note Nostra or the Loyalist Nostra had us It's fucking game over for the other side Hmm 200 vampires who all know what the fuck's going on. If you can take control of them, it's a fucking small army. hmm
2: Well, I'll just kill one of the clan leaders, so... 199.
3: Yeah, well, if we don't get the Tremere sorted, it's gonna be like 2.15 or whatever in like a fucking week.
5: Yeah. I also think that we should send some sort of correspondence to the clan leaders to uh, assure them that this was not the original plan.
4: No correspondence. We meet them in person. Right.
3: Yeah, you might not want to put anything in writing.
4: Right. Yeah. But I think we should reach out.
3: Mm -hmm. That's a
2: fair point. Um,
4: I think I was really smart, Doris, about using this as an opportunity to turn them against the prince. That's mm -hmm. a a great idea. Thank you.
6: And we need just more research, like you said, about Dylan Zane, but also just about the fucking children of Lilith. We never took the time to see if there was any other information, whether or not it's just us they're attacking or
2: yeah,
4: they've hit other towns or other vampires. Is there any, any more information at the rec center you think we can get?
6: That's another that's question. It's definitely
2: worth checking out. Look, that's the part that I'm, well, I hesitate to use the word, but best at. Everything else here is I can't do without any y'all and hell, I can't even do that well with all the help, but for some reason, I'm the sheriff. So I really want to get to investigating Doris. If you want to come up with some good talking points, I'm assuming I, as the sheriff, I'm going to have to make them, but I think you have the right of it there. And Evangeline, if you want to help her out as well, I think that'd be a good idea.
4: You sure. You don't want fresh eyes on the, uh,
2: I do. I do. Rec center? It's just, uh, we're gonna to have to get a lot down here. I think, okay. uh, Bar, would we be able to share some of our blood supply as a gesture to those wounded clan leaders? I
3: mean, we fucking can. The town's not starving for it, so they'll be okay. Uh, I think it's more just like, what the fuck do you want to do, and in what order? This is the kind of night where you got this fucking vampire out, but if your your fucking magic card bullshit says that it's not gonna fucking show up, then. You might have a little time. So you listen to a lot of shit. Yeah. And you're like, you want to look at the rec center? You want to check out and shit? You want to talk to Dylan Zane? You want to calm down clan leaders? You might need to fucking split up the team on this. And if you want people to go around and say the prince is a piece of shit,
1: it probably shouldn't fucking be you. I don't know if that guy's got fucking just, just a second. And he wanders over to the door and shoves it open into the cells. Just says, Michael, what's the name of that fucking truth teller group? They're the Banu Akeem. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. <laughs> he closes the door and he's like,
3: I don't know if the prince has fucking Banu Akeem or whatever, where he can make people tell the fucking truth. So if you're going to fucking spread lies and shit, we already got enough fucking shit you can't talk about. Fucking keep that together. Also, we don't know what they'll fucking tape. Hmm. If they think they might get fucked, then they might be more cautious than they'd otherwise be.
2: Right. Okay. Look then. Doris and Evangeline... Take a second look at the rec center. Fresh eyes, like you said. While you're out there, figure out the best way to approach these other clan leaders.
5: Uh, she's going to raise her head and... What's his name, Michael? Michael Arden. Uh, Michael? Yeah? Is there a way to scry using pools of blood?
1: Many things are theoretically possible. Let me check my books about the magics.
5: Right. I have a thought.
2: Why don't you take Michael with you? Lovely. And, uh, Evangeline, why don't you take good boy?
5: Okay. Yep.
2: Val, Mm. are you all right to join me at the uh, Malkavian headquarters? I figure we let that thing go on too long. They're going to get all over that place, and we're not going to be able to make any sense of what we actually find there. Got it. Okay. That's it for now. Call us on the radio. You get any updates. All right. And if you spot that car or that imposter, remember, do not engage. You wait for backup. He is dangerous. Mm -hmm. All right. That's all.
6: Yeah. And Val walking away from this, her feelings generally are just similar to Barty. And this is the Camarilla. This is what happens. She's been the arbiter of putting down people that have been sent from on high. And some of them are terrible people. Some of them did terrible things. And some of them are just pissed off the wrong person. And they got killed for it. And the politics and all of that. And Val feels like we got to toe the line with Rosa in order to give ourselves room to strike back at him. And for her inside her mind, it's just another notch on that list of reasons why Tostarosa has to go down. And just relights that fire for her. But doesn't feel any ill will about it really. Because that's the nature of the game. And for her it's protect the people that really matter. And as long as we protect those four main clan members. You know. The new two people were cowards anyway.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Everett's thinking like. This is. This is how the vampires do it. Mm -hmm. And. He feels pretty disgusted. And like. This goes against, like, everything that he was, like, trained to do, but also just believes as, like, a person. But if it works, he's got his answer on whether or not he needs to lean into, like, being a monster or whether he needs to hold on to his humanity. But he'll have to wait and see if it worked.
1: All right. So the team separates for your tasks. We have Everett and Val going to the Malkavian headquarters. And we have Doris, Evangeline, and Michael Arden heading to the rec center to see if you can find out any more about the things that are the things that happened there, as well as coming up with a plan for how to deal with the clan leaders. That I guess you'll do in the car. It, it's two big tasks, but you're yeah. on it. There are three of you. Plus, yeah. you've got Good Boy
0: mm-hmm. and Percy
1: and Percy. Almost as many dogs as mm-hmm. there are vampires on this team. Can you, uh, Everett, yep. and can you, Doris, can you roll me wits plus uh, wits and dexterity? Hmm. I'm doing an improvised initiative to see which area we go to first. Oh,
5: is that it? Uh, that's oh a, that's a messy successy with th- uh, four, f- how many successes Six. is that? Six successes? Yeah, because plus, plus two. Even with three tens? Yeah, because you need two sets of tents to make it more. Right, okay. Seven. <gasps> <laughs> yes!
1: I would go to the rec center, and that will affect how helpful Michael Arden will be because we all need to celebrate messy six successes successies. plus some messy successes. But you do have a further drive Damn. than mm-hmm. your friends who are going to the Malkavian headquarters. Everett and Val, I'm imagining you... Val, you would drive. Yep. That would make sense unless Everett objects to that. That's correct. Uh, yeah. And you're making your way over to the Malkavian headquarters. Val, you do know that this is the way of vampires. Mm-hmm. And Evangeline's not comfortable with that, and a lot of people aren't comfortable with that, but you were in a car with Everett and have this rare moment of just the two of you after something that's very vampire style mm-hmm. in its occurrence has taken place, but you are a quiet person. Do you think you would say anything on this car ride?
6: Be quiet for a while, and, um, sure if- Um, we don't got to say anything more if you don't want to, but I know it's tough being under the boot of a fucking prince like that, and I know you're doing what you can. I'm fucking sorry it's like this.
2: Well, uh, thank you, Officer Miller. That's, uh, kind of you to say.
6: Fucking Camarilla, it's it's the worst when you're stuck working for people you fucking hate.
2: Do you think there's a better way?
6: I don't know any other fucking way with Kindred, but... This town's trying to figure out a better way, but... Well, I don't hate working with you.
2: I think that gets maybe the first laugh out of every, Just like a dark, like... <laughs> oh. <laughs> that is, uh... Wow, well, I don't understand that, but uh, I appreciate it.
6: Yeah, I could tell you're trying to do the fucking right thing, and obviously, most kindred, myself included, don't fucking care about that.
2: I don't. I don't know what's uh, what's rad for New Haven anymore. So we'll see how this new tactic goes.
6: Yeah, and. Uh, I don't know, the town how it started isn't working, so maybe we'll just have to figure out a new way to run New Haven that works. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's when the squad car pulls up in front of the Malkavian headquarters. You both climb out of the vehicle. Do you say anything before in terms of game plan for your approach to this, or are you guys just going in?
2: Um... Maybe he would have, but he's just not in a great space. He just wants to investigate. He wants to look at stuff and find clues and find like physical evidence that tells a story that he can then piece together. Mm -hmm. So. No, I don't think so. I think. Yeah.
6: And with not having been told any information, Val is just. Beside and slightly behind the sheriff, (laughs) keeping eyes and ears open for anything looking at stuff trying to figure out what's going on but also let him look at investigating i will look for anyone trying to kill the fucking sheriff
2: yeah he's wearing his like hat low because his face is still like marked and puckered and scarred all up and everything like that and he probably has a fun little hollow divot (laughs) in his torso still (laughs) uh so he's just kind of yeah drawing his coat around him in the hat low to just not draw extreme undue attention (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, and you you'd have had time to get a fresh shirt put together. Yeah. Troy would have sorted that out for you. Right. So no one's seeing the gaping hole sure. in your torso. It's it's the appearance of strength. Yeah. But that's the nice thing about being kindred is pain is somewhat more distant and you can
2: function much more normally even under extreme Well, yeah, just the and damage. whole last night after like first thing that happened to him was getting punched <laughs> yeah. through and he yeah, he did the rest of the night. As
1: you approach the building, you see three large people. Bouncer-ish energy, black t-shirts, long black leather jackets, wearing sunglasses, and they are blocking the entrance to the brownstone-style building that is the Malkavian headquarters. Between the three of them, these are all football linebacker size humans. There's two two kind of masculine figures in one that you read as more femme uh, blocking the way.
2: Okay. Um, I will uh, approach them and say, uh, uh, I'm the sheriff of New Haven. I'm here to investigate the premises in connection with the imposter of Horatio Sundrop. We know he operated out of here. Mm Mm-hmm. Will you let us through?
1: You're just going to have to give us uh, another 60 seconds. Uh, The clan are in conclave right now, so they're voting. We've We've had six votes already, all without an answer coming through. So you'll see coming out of the windows, if it's, you know, more sparklers they're voting again if it shoots confetti then there'll be a new malkavian (laughs) clan leader how long does this normally take i this is a little bit unprecedented in recent times i once they vote again i can knock there's like a 15 minute break between voting sessions and we can get you in then
2: no problem just this is hardcore clan stuff yeah look there's gotta be parts of this building that we can take a look at without you know interrupting the ritual, the vote, and we'll see those now. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see those now. All right. Well, good. I bought my 45 seconds. And you see two <laughs> windows on the second story of this brownstone open, and then confetti shoots out of both of them. And the girl goes, oh, thank God. Okay. We got a new clan leader. That's perfect. You can talk to them. You can get whatever you need. I'd rather they deal with you. I, I'm, I'm just a ghoul, man. Like, this is, this is so far above my pay grade. This is insane. All right. And he goes up to the door to open it officially let you in. He goes, oh, just a second. Just a second. He goes, what? Really? Really? Okay. Okay. Just a sec. If, if you could both just take one step back. He wants to make a big entrance. And he pulls open the door and says, presenting the leader of Clan Malkavian, Lord Samuel Butwise. <laughs> and Sam, as you step out, what... What do you say to your adoring public now that you lead Clan Malcavia? Yes.
0: Is that Val Miller? <laughs> this episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of players Tyler Hewitt, Clara Blackwood, Del Borovic, and Laura Hamstra, alongside storyteller Ryan LaPlante. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Blood and Syrup's artwork was created by Del Delborovic at delborovic.com. That's D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai Engel. And our ad breaks use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. For all things Dum Dums and Dice, including merchandise and how to join our Patreon, you can visit dumdumdice.com or find us on social media at dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Sleep well, my kindred. Sleep well in this world of darkness.
1: Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christopher Little, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D and D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn One One Three Eight, Aloraine Okapi, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Madre Degados, Lady Maiden, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, Waffle Marine, Dagger Rain. Rob L, Dia Delos Hoodless, Squishy Werewolf, Remy, Funky Head, Nomad, The Wise Paladin of the Badlands, Accent Therapeutic Services in Florence, Kentucky, Lale. Shulzari, The Long Family, Jordan Oliver, Richard Wright, Brittany Fenwick, Alex Parr, Old Man Mojo, Dragonfly, The Body Barrelers, Megan Werner, A Man Out of Time, Curtis at FingertechRobotics.com, Panda24NN, Shendra D, your homeboy Bones, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash Dice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you.
0: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.